This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Goon and Talk back again with you guys for another show for another episode of our TTT series, a reaction show in which we look specifically at Arsenal's transfers in the aptly named Arsenal Transfer Show. I hope you're doing good. I hope you're well this morning, wherever you are, or evening. I see we've got a couple of people joining us from the West. Garner Ed joining us from California, midnight over there. Ridiculous scenes. Do let us know where you're tuning in from. It's always nice to see how global our community is and growing every single day. And speaking of which, please, if you haven't already, please do drop a like on the video by hitting that uh, massive thumbs up button. Of course, subscribe too if you are new around here with those notifications turned on so you never miss a show. You can, of course, help support the channel also by becoming a member and you can join our Discord server and even appear on the show like three of our Discord members did yesterday. I was joined by Ojo, I was joined by Ludwig and Sasha, who all talked through Arsenal's transfers and looked ahead to Chelsea as well, of which is now just a day away before Arsenal return to the Emirates for the first time this new season to take on their West London rivals and, fingers crossed, can continue the banana skin that we have become for them over the last 12 months or so. But good morning, guys. I hope you're doing well and uh, I can see plenty of you in the chat. Thank you so much everyone that's uh, been tuning in this morning. Well, let's crack on with our first story of the day, which was some good news that Arsenal's under-23s picked up a win after a humbling 6-1 defeat to uh, West Ham last time out. Uh, they got a good 4-2 win over Crystal Palace. Mika Biereth, our new young striker, scored his first goal for the Arsenal. And Amari Hutchinson got two goals. Really impressive youngster he is, of course. He played, I think it was against uh, Rangers, wasn't it? He came on uh, in that game and uh, he was with the guys in the Scottish Tour and uh, looks impressive. And Zach Swanson, who is a, uh, a fullback, believe it or not, a young fullback Arsenal could be doing with uh, a couple of those this season. Um, he scored as well in the 4-2 win over Crystal Palace. So uh, well done, guys. And uh, fingers crossed that can continue uh, into and throughout the season for those. And of course, we'll be bringing you some updates with our monthly youth report 
Uh, I'll be joined by Kev from Next Generation Arsenal to talk through all of the happenings in the youth team. So if you like youth football and you like learning about how the kids are coming through and getting better, we'll be giving you all that insight throughout the season. Don't you worry. Martin Odegaard, of course, signed yesterday live as we did our 8am show. It's almost as if they knew that we do these shows this time in the morning and they wanted to steal our thunder. Uh, but if anything added to it, and we got to talk a lot about Martin Odegaard yesterday morning, but... Since then, the interviews have come out with Frimmy, of course. You have to say, you've got to hold your hands up and say Frimmy's done amazingly well um, working on the social side of things at Arsenal, doing the player interviews. He's done a fantastic job. Uh, Arsenal's hype man and uh, what a great appointment uh, he's made to the club. And I'm loving the interviews he's doing with the likes of Lukonga and White and now Erdogan as well. And uh, in his interview, it was great kind of hearing them just chat. I really like the aesthetic of bringing things down to kind of a more chill level, if you know what I mean, having kind of more casual conversations with the players and and talking to them in like they're just, you know, just another person. I think that's a really good kind of vibe that they've gone for and I think it works really well. And I think Frimmy does that perfectly uh, in his interviews on the Arsenal.com website as well. Um, but Odegaard was talking really fondly about Arsenal, about kind of it's now his place to settle. And, and this is just great news for the club that we've got now this really young, brimming with talent, um, young star. And uh, I can't wait to see what he does during his time at the club. It's an exciting time to have him. And uh, as I keep saying, if you'd have said to me back in 2015 when Erdogan joined Real Madrid as a 16, 15, 16-year-old, 16 I never would have thought that it would have been Arsenal that he was settling at at 22. I think it's, it's a really great bit of business that Arsenal been able to do for a really, really, uh, a really good fee. <laughs> a really good fee. Let's fingers cross see how he gets on. Probably against Manchester City will be the first chance to see him play. He's not available for the Chelsea game, unfortunately. But who is available is our other signing that we made yesterday, of course, Aaron Ramsdale. Uh, really great to see uh, this done. Really, what was also great is that the Arsenal fan base turned things around. The idiots that have tried to ruin this signing and abuse the guy really drowned out yesterday by an overwhelming amount of positivity and support and really kind of, you know, kind messages being sent. Aaron Ramsdale as well. I feel like we played our part as much as we could over here and really did kind of, you know, bring that round, encourage as much of you guys as possible to send your positive messages and, and highlight those that already had done. And it certainly, it certainly did change the vibe around the signing. I'm excited. I love the way he spoke, talking about that he is determined and motivated to take Burnt Leno's jersey. He specifically spoke about trying to take it. That's what you want. You don't want someone that's going to sit there and be, look, Burnt Leno's doing a great job. I can't wait to learn and learn loads from him and work under him. No, you want to go in there and you want to say that you're going to go and take his shirt, not only for his benefit, but for Burnt Leno's benefit and to uh, kind of really push Leno to be the best possible um, kind of, you know, best possible keeper that he could be. So uh, I really can't wait to see what's happening. And if you haven't read already, uh, link is in the description. I wrote a piece all about uh, Aaron Ramsdale. I went into the tactics about how he's good with his distribution, showing you some graphics as well. We might do a dedicated video on the channel as well about how he plays out from the back. So make sure if you haven't already, go give that piece a read. Link is in the description. Now, Mikel Arteta did conduct his press conference yesterday and he did speak about transfers in which he said there's still 11 days to go and we still have things to do. There are going to be players at the moment with the way the squad is set up that are going to be difficult to find game time. So there are still things to be done. Of course, he's there talking about more outs than he is ins, but I certainly got the sense that if we're able to move players on, then we could yet 
bring players in. But some of the players that we are expecting to see move on is Lucas Torreira, who is now back with Arsenal and training and doing his media duties there before uh, getting involved with training, just in case he does, in fact, stay. They have to be prepared just in case he does. He is expected to leave. He's not in Mikel Arteta's plans. Italy seems the most likely destination with Roma and Lazio and other clubs also being interested in, in Torreira. The expectation at this point in time is it's going to be a loan, which sucks because obviously we want to see a big transfer fee come in for him and he'd only have a year left on his deal when he does return. But I, I hope anyway that we can sort this situation out. It's a real shame. I keep bringing it up. It's a real shame. So I wish it had gone down a different route with Torreira, but yeah, you can't win them all. The other player that's looking like he actually will stay now is Ainsley Maitland-Niles. The England international had previously been expected to move on. Yeah, apparently he's... You know, he's been impressed in training. And also there's a fact that there doesn't seem to be too much interest uh, in him whatsoever. Um, and so that in itself is a bit of an issue uh, that the, we can't seem to find anyone to, to spend enough that we would be convinced to sell him or to take him on loan. Uh, there was links with previously clubs like Leicester that were interested. We know that obviously uh, Southampton have previously been interested in him, but it's gone very quiet. But it doesn't look like he's going to be going anywhere anyway. He's part of Arteta's plans. He's a very good utility player to be used in different areas should we need it. Um, so we'll wait and see on this one. But it doesn't look like at the moment that Ainsley Maitland-Niles is going anywhere, uh, which is concerning. To say the least. Uh, our last kind of main story, and I, I should give a, sh a shout out, if you like, to Sarah Kalasnach, who's kind of links with the possible termination of his contract is still rumbling forwards. Um, but there's nothing official on that line. So we wait for some bigger news on Kalasnach. But there's some, been some rumblings about the termination of his deal. But one player that is still expected to leave the club is Hector Bellerin, and his future is very much tied to the future of Kieran Trippier, linked with a move to Arsenal continually at Atletico Madrid. And those two could still yet be involved in a possible swap deal with Atletico Madrid gaining Hector Bellerin, a much younger player that will obviously go a lot longer in regards to kind of the stretching into the, his late 20s, early 30s, whereas Trippier turning 31 next month. I think it's still a good move for Arsenal. We talked a lot about it yesterday. I think the two to three years he could provide us with, whilst you've still got some young fullbacks coming through, I think could be a really good move for Arsenal to do. I like Trippier. I think he upgrades upon that position. He gives us instant impact and instant improvement in that area. Deliveries are better. Passings to the box are better. Defensively, he's better than, than Hector Bellerin as well. All the stats support those theories. So for me... I, I would push ahead with this. If it's not him, there are other options. You've got the likes of Emerson. You've got Mert Mulder at Sassuolo. Uh, people talk about Max Ahrens. I think that would be very difficult to get done at this point in the window. I think they would ask for far upwards of £30 million and wouldn't be interested in Bellerin in a swap deal. So this, this does seem to be one that could make some sense. Uh, Football London does understand that there is genuine uh, interest and the possibility of this deal happening before the close of the window. Now, the last story today does focus around a player whose name will never, ever, it seems, not be associated with Arsenal, and that is Hussein Awar. Um, <laughs> it's, look, I I still would be shocked if Hussein Awar, um, if, if Hussein Awar moves to Arsenal, I would be stunned, um, absolutely stunned if it happens. Uh, but yet, Fabrizio, in his wisdom, 
has still said that Arsenal are very much interested as are Spurs. And this is a deal that could run until the end of the window. And on deadline day, things could suddenly spark into life. I don't know if that is going to happen. No one knows whether that's going to happen or not. I've kind of maintained that whilst I've got my reservations about our say we got all of our targets done. And to be honest, like if we get a right back in this summer, I'm I'm okay with the striker situation. I don't think it's a massive thing for us to sort this window. I don't think there's the options for us really to sort that. Latara Martinez is staying. Vlovic is, is going to cost you upwards of £60 million. Pounds. I, I don't think there's the options out there. Dominic Calvert-Lewin is, I don't think Everton would sell him at this point in the window unless it was for an astronomical fee that we probably don't have available. I don't think it's going to be a situation where we're going to find a striker this window, so I'm fine with it. But the right-back area for me is massive. We have to upgrade on that position, absolutely. And then if we were to sign our at the end of the window as like an addition, I'd be fine with it. The matter of my reservations, you're adding a player that has got quality, he's inconsistent, he's got some issues, but I'd be okay with it. And look, uh, I think that Spurs are the more likely destination if he goes, because I think Undombele's future is very much linked to this, and maybe Leon would be willing to take them as kind of a swap situation between those two. Uh, so I think they've got more weight in this discussion, but... If look, if if we're if we're sorted everywhere else, and you said to me that Awar is going to be coming in as well, I'll be like, okay, look, let's see it, let's see what happens. It's a risk, but you know, when we've got everywhere else sorted, maybe it'd be one that works out. It's a really difficult one for me to call because I know my reservations of him are very public. But look, if it was to come in as an addition, I'm fine, absolutely fine with it. And that is all of today's news. Um, so that wraps up that side of things. And if you do only have a question. Do you like us to go and talk about and go through and try and give you some insight on them? Please do throw them into the chat box and we'll go through as many of them as feasibly possible. I did name this video two down, one to go because my prediction has been, has always been for the last couple of weeks that Arsenal would make three signings. Two of them came in yesterday. I still feel, I feel like one more is in the offing. That's that's the, my feeling. My instinct tells me there is scope for one more signing. I think it will happen closer to the end of the window if it ever happens. Um, and when I say the end, I know we're very close to it, but I'm talking the final few days, maybe the last day will be when that last and third signing, in my view, comes in. Some people seem to think that two more could still happen. I think that that would be very surprising if, if two more signings were to come into the club uh, at this stage of the game. Also, uh, I want to do a phone-in show a little bit later on today, probably around five o'clock-ish. Um, so if you are interested in coming on the show to have your thoughts, I want to talk to people that are split about their kind of thoughts and feelings around the window. I want to talk to people that are happy with our business this summer. I want to talk to people that aren't so happy with the business that we've done. If you think that Arsenal have not done a good enough job, this transfer window, you need to get into the DMs over on Twitter, over on Instagram, and I want to hear from you. If you think that Arsenal have had an amazing window and you're frustrated with people talking down the business that Arsenal have done, I want to hear from you as well. Send me a DM over at Laguna Talk TV or on Instagram over at the Guna Talk over there. You'll be able to find us absolutely no problem whatsoever. Uh, the uh, link, I think you can probably see my Twitter at the... Uh, yeah, it's rolling across the bottom of your screen now. So do please go and uh, send us a DM, and maybe you can jump on for a few minutes to have your say, and I'm going to ask you some questions about why you feel the way you do uh, in that area. So uh, please make sure you do. Uh, let's go into the chat box, though, and see what you guys are asking and questioning. Uh, T. Irving. 
No, he can't. <laughs> but I appreciate the hope behind that. So there you go. Uh, let's go to uh, Tom, who says, uh, would it be so bad if Torreira stays until January if there are no decent offers? He isn't a bad player, and the odd game could raise his market profile. Look, no, of course not, Tom. It's not bad at all if Torreira was to stay. It's an extra body in that midfield. I don't think we're going to get a massive fee for him, if anything, before the end of the transfer window. It's probably going to be a loan. So, no, absolutely not. I have no qualms with, with Torreira staying. It might be an opportunity for him to play a, a League Cup game. He comes in and really impresses. Say we have a couple of injuries. We've already got one with Partey. And he has to come in and does really well. Maybe he can turn the tide and convince Arteta otherwise. I'm always up for that. Absolutely. Um, I just don't think it will happen. Uh, Matt says, do you think Ramsdale will play enough this season to prove his doubters wrong? It's a tough question, Matt, isn't it? Because the honest answer is we have no idea. It will, I think he'll play the League Cup game against uh, West Brom. I think he'll be play, if we progress in that game, we'll obviously play into the next round. We obviously play this because we're not in Europe, so we play the second round of the competition. I think we'll see a lot of change, uh, a lot of rotation ahead of Manchester City the weekend after, even though I really would like us to progress in the League Cup. And because we haven't got Europe, I'd like that to be a cup that we progress in and at the FA Cup as well when it starts at the end of this year. I'd love us to progress. But it's it's tricky because... It's, it's tricky because... Look, I, the Premier League is so key for us this year to try and push that you don't want to obviously stretch yourself too thin. But I, I do have, I love the Cups. I've got an obsession with the Cups. I love seeing us lift the Cups. It's an amazing day when you win one. And ask any Spurs fan right now how they're feeling about not winning a trophy. They would do anything to grab one. They might even be out of the way for Conference League, which, you know, there's part of me, and it's a really sadistic, I suppose it's a bit of a sadistic part that I hope Spurs don't go out because I want them in the group stage. I want them to be playing more games. I think it's a hindrance to them to be in that competition. It's a real catch-22. You want to laugh at them if they lose to Paco de Ferreira. Um, but And they did, and we can laugh at that. But at the same time, I'm not sure I really want them going out because I'd rather that they were preoccupied with that competition, if you know what I mean, it's, and going to all the places away from home and the travel. So in a weird, horrible, regretful way, you want them to turn things around so they stay in that competition. But it's it's going to be tricky. But I hope that answers your question, Matt. It's going to be tricky to, to see him play loads of games. It's going to be on him to prove in training and in those few opportunities to get burnt no shirt. Uh, Ron, thank you so much, mate, for the donation. Really appreciate it. This is legal news. Arsenal's using high add-ons to attract players. Contracts have guaranteed minutes clauses. Keep up the good work, sir. Ron, I, I don't know. I can't legitimize that claim if that is the case. I'd love to know where you've got the information from if it is the case, and that's why... Uh, Arsenal are able to get some of these deals in. I'd love to know where you got the info from. Maybe you can send us a DM over at the Google Talk TV. Chad Perk says, what other sensible right-backs other than Trippier? It depends what you define as sensible, doesn't it? It's uh, Is Emerson a, a sensible option? Is Max Aarons a sensible option? I think so. Um, the, the reason why I like Trippier, and I think that people are very dismissive of Trippier, they still go, oh, look, Willian. Look what happened with Willian. You can't sign a 30-plus player. No. Behave. <laughs> this is not that situation. If you go and look at a player, you look at a player that's starting week in, week out for Atletico Madrid and for England, it is not a Willian situation. It's completely different. It's a complete... If you're going to sign players of ages of 30, you need to make sure they're starting week in, week, in, week out for their current team and that they're going to start week in, week out for your team. Willian was never that. Willian was brought in as a depth option, which I thought at the time was a fine bit of business 
because, you know, give Nicolas Pepe that, you know, push him, give him that depth, give us that cover. And William was in the top 10 chance creators during 1920. I was like, oh, okay, it makes sense. But upon reflection, it really doesn't. But I, I don't get the same feeling with Trippier. But yeah, there are names out there. Check. I just, there's far too many to go in. But Mulder, Emerson... Are, are a couple of names that I would throw to you. Uh, Stephen says, Tom, which of the five new signings do you think will have the biggest impact on the team? I think Ben White will probably have the biggest impact on the team. The way he's going to play out from the back, he's going to improve. I can't believe people are judging him after a game against Brentford. Ridiculous. Um, but I think that Ben White will have the biggest impact on the team this, this season. Owen says, do you think that the North London rivalry would put Trippier off the move? I don't think so. I mean, he played for Spurs, but he was he obviously what came through. What was it? A Burnley? I don't know if that was where he started out. I'm not well versed in Kieran Trippier's long term career, but he obviously made his name at Burnley. Uh, Manchester City uh, is where he came through in the youth career. Left them in 2012, joined Burnley, uh, played there for three years, and then moved to Spurs after helping them move up into the Premier League. Uh, went on loan to Barnsley a couple of times and obviously was on loan at Burnley before he actually made the permanent move. So he's actually been at Burnley since 2011, then moved to Spurs for four years. Didn't play loads, only 69 uh, Premier League performances. And then he moved to Atletico Madrid, where he's played 54 times in La Liga across those two seasons he's been there. So look, I, I don't think he has any loyalties to Spurs at all. And, you know, it's going to annoy Spurs fans. There's another one for you to, to add it to the list. Uh, Manu says, when are our eyes allowed to feast on your first loan watch? Excited to hear about Muller, uh, John Jules, Saliba, and even uh, Smith. Of course, we are going to be looking at uh, Arsenal's loanees, Saliba, John Jules, Ballards. Uh, we're going to be looking into those guys, specifically those three. Um, the Muller's tricky because I could not for the life of me find... Um, someone who watches Victoria Cole. I spoke to Rafa Honigstein. I spoke to Archie Rinter. I spoke to all of your big Bundesliga guys, and none of them can tell me who is to who is the go-to. They they suggested people, but the people I then spoke to, you know, like they're, they're not they don't they're not big watchers of Victoria Cole. So we may have to do a little. We may have to do kind of a. Uh, a couple of months or a half season review on Nikolai Moller, but it's tricky to find an expert on Victoria Cole. If you guys know anyone that watch Victoria Cole week in, week out, I would love to hear from you. Love to hear from you, but I am struggling to find someone who is uh, a Victoria Cole watcher. We've also, of course, got the, the youth report that will be coming out every month as well with Next Generation Arsenal. So I'm looking forward to giving you guys those pieces of content. Yassir says, Tom, thoughts on Undombele? Would you take him at Arsenal? Uh, yeah, I would take him. Um, I think he's a good player. I think he's underused and misused at Spurs. I don't think they would sell him to us. That's the problem. Uh, let's go for Tono. He says, Tom, who would you choose? Uh, I'd, I'd choose Trippier, uh, Tono. That's that's who I would choose. Harvey says, any striker that you would like us, that like to get this realistic? Harvey, I don't think any big strikers in this window are realistic. Your, your Latara Martinez, your Vlovic, your, um, your Alexander Isaacs, your, they're, they're not realistic, um, this window. I would have liked to have seen us gone for someone like a Yusuf and Naziri, uh, Sevilla. I really like the Moroccan forward. I think he's a fantastic player. He's mid-20s. I think he fits the age profile of a striker that we want to a T. I think that would have been a great move. I would have liked to have seen to go for Pats and Dakar as well, obviously, with my own. And I think you should keep an eye on Sekou Koita uh, at Red Bull Salzburg this season. He was banned for the last six months of last season because of some 
some stuff. I don't know, know the details, but he will be playing again this season for Salzburg. They had, they had a big turnaround in their Champions League qualification. Brendan Aronson is another young US men's national team player over there that scored the winning goal in the last few minutes. And if you didn't see, and I have to give a shout out because of the millions of people that tweeted me yesterday, Dominic Zoboslai's two goals for RB Leipzig last night. Oh, he is just so good. Like, <laughs> it's just so good. Oh, yeah. Highlight of my career interviewing him. So uh, keep an eye on how our Hungarian wizard gets on this season. Uh, Jaden says, Ainsley Maitland-Niles at right back. I'm just not keen on it. I'm just not keen on it. So there you go. Ren says, Arteta's done an interview on Sky Sports. Thank you, Ren. I'll make sure to check that one out. Thank you for pointing that out to me. Uh, Hans says, cautiously optimistic about the signings this season. Steph says, Tom, why do fans expect Pepe to perform the way he was doing in France? And do it in the Premier League. That is a fair. Uh, is it fair that the France league is less compact or competitive? Maybe you're after than the EPL. And Pepe got 20 goals and assists. Isn't that good for a winger? Look, the thing about Liga is Liga is a very physical league. It's probably the closest you can get, if not even more physical than the Premier League at times. If you watch it, it's so intense in that sense. The, the quality of the defenders, of course, is not as high as that as in the Premier League. And so Pepe may have had a e slightly easier time in beating a man in Liga as compared to in the Premier League. And you, why would you expect any less? The Premier League pillages Liga for its talents. So all of the really good players in Liga of a certain age get poached by Premier League teams. But it, to expect the same output in the Premier League as in Liga straight away, I think is... You know, it's 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 fanciful. I don't think it was going to happen straight off the bat. I think more the expectation comes from the price tag, Steph. The price tag associated with him is always going to be the big stigma that goes alongside Pepe. I hope he's going to have a really big season. I hope he is. I have a feeling, though, that he might not now because of the signing of Erdogan, uh, Smith Rowe being pushed out into a wide area and maybe Saka pushing in more in for a starting position over Pepe. But we'll wait and see. He's going to start against Chelsea. That's pretty much nailed on now. So uh, let's see if he can get a good uh, performance in against the Blues. Uh, let's scroll down and get some more recent questions. Uh, let's go to TOG. He says Pepe has to play in tight spaces in Arsenal against a bus. Uh, very true. Not always, though. I mean, some teams don't always part the bus against Arsenal, and he has still struggled. So... It's not always the case that Pepe's up against, you know, a solid back four that aren't budging. Sometimes he, he he fails to hit teams on the counter at times. He needs to play close to the striker. It's as simple as that. Uh, David says, hi, Tom. Are we the new Ajax? Uh, if we are, I mean, we, we have the same thing in common about having really nice kits whilst not necessarily having the same pedigree on the European stage. If you saw their kit released, their third kit yesterday, oh, such a nice, uh, nice kit. Very, very uh yeah really really nice <laughs> uh do go check it out i don't know if we're the next ajax mate if it means that we're producing a lot of young players but not really competing on the european stage look we need to change that we need to produce young players and compete and we need to change that fast uh, Manu says how high do you think the sell-on clause is on these players that we let go for cheap mavra genduzi and zet medley uh we've had a few others as well um mcginnis as well he, he went joe willett's got a sell-on clause too I can bet my house that if Medley will leave the Belgian league in 18 months. I think the sell-ons are usually between 10 and 20%. That's usually what you see from a sell-on clause for these types of players. Fingers crossed 
it's around that figure. We can only hope. David says, hi, Tom. Are, oh, we've already talked about it. If so, are we getting, uh, do we think about getting a Ten Hag was what you were going to add on to that question, David. Um, I'm not sure Ten Hag is the right choice or not. I don't know loads about him. I think you would need to speak to someone like Drew to find out. Spurs were interested. That didn't really happen. Um, but maybe in the future, Ten Hag would be someone that we would improve upon our Arteta with. But at the moment, we don't look like we're changing manager anytime soon. Ratha Veri says, what about Leo Dubois at Lyon or Fabian Sentonze at Metz? I do like Sentonze. I've looked into a little bit about him ever since Jeremy Smith recommended I do so. And um, this guy can run for days. Like <laughs> The engine on Sentonze, I don't know if you're even pronouncing it right, Sentonze. Um, but uh, yeah, he's he's knocking on the door of the French national team. He is, and uh, he's got bundles of energy. I think he needs to add a few more assists to his game, and he definitely needs to add, improve that kind of area of delivery. But yeah, he runs up and down that flank, and we could really do with someone that does that. So maybe that's someone we should be targeting. Michelle says, Tom, firstly, great work on the Ramsdale breakdown. Thank you, mate. Would you take Vladimir Kufal? It's not a bad shout. I don't think that West Ham would sell cheaply. That's the problem, is that you're looking at spending a big amount of money on a player. And Kufal is... Uh, let me just check on this one. Kufal is now 28. So you would get... I mean, it's a good age to bring in it a right back, to be fair. I was thinking... I thought he was younger than that, to be honest. Um, but yeah, 28 years of age, Premier League proven... I didn't think he had the best game against Newcastle um, the other day, but it's just one game. He had a very good season last year. So so foul, I suppose it's actually how you pronounce, isn't it? So um, would I take so foul? Maybe, but it depends on the price. And I don't think West Ham would want to sell him anyway. Uh, let's go to Daniel, who says, Tom, I feel like we have a right-back target that nobody knows about. Have you heard of uh, Juster, a right-back in the mould of Carl Walker? plays for Mainz and has been linked with Dortmund. Uh, no, um, I don't have I heard of this guy. Um, oh, I have heard of him. Was he a centre-back? I'm sure he was a centre-back, was he not? Um, has he swapped positions? He played at right-back or something? But I, I thought he was a centre-back, uh, Saint-Justa. Um, let me just have a quick peruse of his position. It does say centre-back, but he can play right-back. I haven't... Seen loads of him. I've heard some good things from the likes of Drew to come up in conversation. But yeah, um, I don't know loads about him, I'm afraid. But I thought he was a centre-back more than a right-back. But there you go. Harish says, what about Rydal Baku um, or Dodo from Shakhtar Donetsk? I don't know much about Dodo. Uh, I know more about Rydal Baku from studying him more. He looks exciting. Of course, he can play right-wing, right-back, played, played in centre-mid for Mainz previously before he joined Wolfsburg. Very versatile player in the German youth national side, knocking on the door of the, the German senior team. Yeah, I think he absolutely would be interested in him. I just don't know if that's the right age profile in a defence that's already very young. That's that's my reservations I have um, about kind of the the, the defence, is that it's, it's very young. We don't have any experienced players in the team in that position. Uh, Pablo Maria, I think, is the oldest at 27. So I do feel like we need to change the way in which um, we we are we kind of approach certain areas of the squad because experience is important in in moderation. I think for managers it's it's less you know it's 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 interesting because we talked about Arteta having a lack of experience before and whether how much of an impact that has and I think we've all reflected on that now and and realised that you know experience is something that is key in that area and we really should have gone for someone more experienced than Arteta for players. 
it's great to have kind of potential and players that are going to mature and develop and improve. But at the same time, balancing your squad is so key. And when you've got experienced players in your squad like Laka and Alba, who we can all agree, their futures are, are far from assured. Granite Xhaka, who's 29 now, I think, and he again splits the fan base completely. Partey, for me, at 28, is obviously the best 28-plus player that we've got. You've got Cedric, you've got El Nenny. Like, we haven't got crucial experienced figures in the starting lineup. And I think that is a concern for me, that we haven't got a balanced starting 11 in regards to that aspect, which is why I'm very much a fan of, of the idea of Trippier and, and why I think that would be a good move for us uh, going forwards. Um Messi says, uh, oh, Raf, I hope, I'm hoping it's you, Raf. I'm assuming it is. <laughs> it would be very weird if it isn't. Uh, says, my issue with Pepe is that he's restricted to the touchline where for Lille, he was allowed to roam. Also, the right-backs don't really overlap. Yeah, and that's the big thing with Pepe is I don't think he's had an associated right-back that's helped him at all. So, Raf, you're absolutely spot on. Uh, RD says, I recommend you keep an eye on Christian. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm uh, Borch Krevink. Uh, I've genuinely RD. That is that is new to me. Uh, I have no idea who he is. <laughs> no idea whatsoever. Uh, let's let's have a look. Let's see who he is. Uh, no idea. No idea. A Norwegian footballer who plays as right back for Valengra. Uh, sorry, Valemrengra. Valem Valemrengra. Never heard of them either in Oslo. Um, I need to swap up on my Norwegian football, clearly. He's uh, Norwegian under-21s. Uh, he's playing... Oh, he's got five goals in 54 games, and he's only 22. Maybe someone to keep an eye on. Thank you for that, RD. Maybe that's someone that we can keep an eye on for the future. We're throwing out some random names now. We're getting into real hipster territory for names on this show. Uh, Christian, Tom, I watch your show every morning and I haven't taken the time to say thank you. Oh, thank you, Christian. That's really nice of you. Really appreciate that, mate. And thank you, Social. If you could smash the likes up. There's over 700 of you watching. Really would appreciate it. I feel like, you know, we try and go for as many of your questions and thoughts and comments as we can, whether you're a member or not. Uh, Alvi says, how much do you think these games against big sides uh, in the start of the season will affect the mood in the team and the fan base if we lose, which is a likely outcome. And it's a good question now. If you look, there is a real possibility that we go into the international break without a single win on the board, without a single point on the board. Is it, look, when you think about the teams that we've got now, Chelsea and City, can you legislate, can you excuse defeats in those games? It depends on the context of the defeats say they were really hard-fought games and we didn't deserve to lose them. But if they were really weak mentality, we played awfully and were absolutely slapped about by Chelsea and City, look, you can't really justify that, to be honest. We have a good enough squad that we should compete in those. I mean, you look at Spurs. No one expected them to go and beat Man City on the opening game of the season. It's We need a VRL against Chelsea. I know that Chelsea played some uh, a youthful side at times. Now they still have a lot of really first-team key players in the Super Cup final. Look, we have to compete in these games. We have to go into these games and not be dominated. We need to show ourselves and show a bit of metal in those games. So that's that's the problem. Dan, uh, no, I've not gotten anyone on the back of the shirt yet, but that should be being resolved on Sunday. I was thinking about doing a poll about, obviously, I've got Thomas Partey getting on the home shirt, but this shirt and the yellow shirt, I'm not sure who we should be getting. I'm, I'm leaning towards Saka and your Smith Rose. 
I love Erdegaard, so it's tempting. Tierney as well, of course, too. Um, but maybe we should let you guys decide who's going on the back of, of this shirt and uh, and the yellow one as well. Uh, Rancid says, uh, we get Erdegaard. Is, we've got Ander, uh, Erdegaard, rather. Is Sander Berger following? Maybe next summer. I'd be, I don't think we're going to get Sander Berger. I don't think we're going to get a centre midfielder uh, in the last week or so of the window. Akia says, do you think that Charlie Patino will make his debut? I'd be surprised. He's still very, very young and we don't have the Europa League games to allow him that. And we've got a championship side in the League Cup. So I'd be doubtful. Uh, Akia, I wouldn't. I, I don't. I think it's important that we don't overhype Charlie. I think he's got a lot of potential. He needs to improve on a lot of aspects of his game. He still needs to specialise. Look, he's a centre midfielder, but we don't know if he's going to be a six, an eight, a ten. He still needs to specialise in that role. And and when you're still specialising, I'm not thinking about throwing him into the first team. That's that's the problem right now. Yes, Tom, I should get Runnison. That's that's a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> That's a wonderful idea. Uh, Ab- Abodi says, uh, Yusuf Atal is someone I've been looking at when it comes to our right-back situation. Played with Saliba in Nice. Another target could be Yakin Mala from Atalanta. I agree on on Mala. I don't agree on Atal. I'm not the biggest fan of Atal. I think he's a bit of a FIFA hype merchant. And I don't think, actually, he's... I'm not sure he'd be the right option for us because we still need someone who can defend. And I look at the way Atal exposes Nice's right flank at times with how far he gets up the pitch. And I want someone with an engine that can go forward and back. And I'm not sure that whilst he's fast, he's got the engine to do both jobs in both directions. It's just my assessment of when I've seen Atal play. Um, Saka or Erdogan, that O is amazing. Right. Yes, John. It does tip me over. If they do indeed go with it, because if you remember, Ozil for a lot of the time didn't have the umlaut on the O. So I'm hoping that they do put the uh, the accent strike through the O. I'm hoping that, that that is what's used. I don't know what you call it. Is it an accent? I, I'm, I'm assuming it, it might be, but Norwegians in the chat, tell me what you call it when you put the strike through the O, if it's got a special name. Do let me know. Uh, Juro says, would you be happy if we could sign Ndombele? I think he is a decent player. Look, I'd be happy with the signing. I just don't think it's realistic. Uh, I, I don't think it's realistic. Yes, Sambia. Uh, Sambia on the back of the shirt, Manu. It's tempting. It is It is tempting. Sambia is... Uh, I just don't know how much he is going to play this season when Partey comes back, and that's a worry. I hope he plays loads, but I, I have my reservations about how much Sambia is going to play. Uh, Abodi, tell me, what do you call it when you put the line through the O's? I'm sure it must have a special name like an accent or an umlaut with those specific words. So uh, do let me know. I'm really interested. Uh, Ish B says, thoughts on Sima as a striker option from Slavia Prague? Yeah, Sima obviously played against us for Slavia Prague uh, in the the, uh, Europa League. He was linked with a move to Crystal Palace uh, at one point, but he's not not moved, has he? Apparently, he's on West Ham's radar now. But, uh, yeah, I haven't seen any movement on him. But he is very highly rated from the people I speak to, uh, like Martin Vate in, in the Czech Republic, and they rate him very highly. So, well, he's one to keep an eye on. So, uh, so there you go. Uh, let's go for Ronald, who says, I would get Partey, uh, but he already goes by Thomas. And that's on the that's on the home shirt, mate, courtesy of Mike from the Gunners pod. Much love to the big man. Uh, Brady says, personally, I think you should get Elneny on the back of the shirt. But Brady, I don't think you see it. Well, actually, I do think you're serious. Uh, that, and that's probably the worrying thing, Brady. Uh, Digi says, uh, do you think that we need an overlapping right back or one that tucks into midfield? I'd prefer an overlapping one. I'd prefer an overlapping one as well because I think that's better for Pepe. I think that works out better for Pepe so Pepe can cut inside. 
the overlap can happen and then Pepe can reverse pass the ball into the right back and then you've got that triangle uh, perfectly working. So yeah, absolutely uh, an overlapping right back rather than a, uh, a Jao Cancelo type of cutting inside type of right back. I mean, Bellerin's done it a lot. He keeps cutting inside. It's really frustrating. I'd rather see him overlap when he plays Pepe more often, but he, he really does frustrate me with his positioning sometimes. Uh, Etienne says, uh, we should uh, we should be excited going into this game. 3-2 in favour of Arsenal. Wow, I'm loving the positivity. Whilst you are here, as I said, we are doing a phone-in show later on today. I want to hear from people that are both frustrated with the transfer window. I want to hear from people that are happy with the transfer window. We are going to be doing a phone-in show later on. So if you want to be on the show, if you want to have your thoughts heard, send us a DM over at the Guna Talk TV on Twitter and the Guna Talk on Instagram. I want to hear from you guys. I know there are a few of you that wanted to come on last week. We couldn't fit you in. If that was you, please do get in touch. And we will try and get you on the show. We had a really good phone-in last week, and I'm hoping that we can do that again. Um uh, Bodhi says it's called an O and it's the same as the... So is it called an umlaut? Because, you know, you call the little dots above the O in German, they're umlauts. I'm really interested. I love learning about this stuff. Tell me more. Why am I so, why am I so dark? Why? <laughs> I've got a light on my face and for some reason I've just noticed how dark I am. Let's... There we go. <laughs> why am I... I was wondering why I'm so dark on your screen. Uh, Anish says, any chance of us getting a right back this window being our Achilles heel? I'm hoping so, Anish. That's my prediction. That's who I think is going to be that last sixth signing of the window. That's my prediction. Torreira. <laughs> yes, Harrison. That, that's such a great suggestion. Thank you. Um, uh, let's go for Synth, uh, who says, uh, I can't... Uh, every time I hear the, see the word Synth, it just makes me think of playing Fallout. Uh, I can't wait to see our best 11 play. It seems like we'll never get to see it. I hope that we do. Partey being back is going to help. Gabriel being back is going to help with that as well. Chris says, I recommend getting Kalasnach, Genduzin, Cedric on the show. Thank you, Chris. I appreciate the impulse. So this is why I'm not going to do a poll because doing a poll would be silly because um, you guys are just going to screw me over. <laughs> that's, that's all that's going to happen. You, I can read you. I know what you're going to do. So there you go. Yes, thanks, Dave. Much appreciate that. Uh, Alvi says, the choice is easy. Get Basuma on the back and he'll sign for the club. Um, <laughs> yeah. Was it uh, was it Sasha yesterday who was saying on the podcast that he was getting Kieran Trippier on the back? The, the, the confidence is is what we appreciate here. Uh, Nick says, y'all are overreacting. One game in and sack the manager calls as ridiculous after the recent pandemic. Arteta and Arsenal need support from the supporters, not over the top reactions. Hey, look, I'm going to be at the ground on Sunday interviewing people that are going to this protest. I'm really interested to see and getting in the minds of people and asking them some difficult questions about why they are there. Um, especially when we've spent a lot of money. It's going to be interesting to see their thoughts and feelings. So if you are going to the game, I'm going to be working over for Football London, interviewing fans. So uh, I look forward to seeing plenty of you guys there. We're going to be interviewing some people. Pablo, we're going to be meeting up with Pablo, the boy, one of our members, our man on the ground during the last protest. Uh, Dan Potts, uh, Lee Judges, hopefully as well. Going to be speaking to plenty of people and more. So uh, I look forward to seeing as many of you guys as possible. Uh, get TGT on the back. That is just, I can't do that. It's already as it's already bad enough having Thomas, uh, Thomas Partey. It feels self-patronizing to get TGT 
would be a little bit over the top. <laughs> that is for sure. Uh, Michael says, oh, sorry, uh, is it Michael or Michelle? Uh, I apologize if I'm wrong. I'm going to assume it's Michael. Uh, says, Tom, I may sound crazy, probably, or Arsenal fans. Uh, I do think uh, we should at least try to get uh, Frankie de Jong from Barcelona. They're desperate to sell, so we should make them an offer of around 70, million, 70 to 80 million and let them think about it. Look, I think you should go lower. Go 60. Put a 50 to 60 million pound bid in for De Jong. See what they do. If they regret, if they reject it, that's the worst thing that can happen. Frankie De Jong is one of my favourite midfielders in the world. And I agree with you, Michael, uh, that we should definitely, definitely do something like that. But uh, there you go. Yes, Harrison, that's that's what we're going to have. That's the way. We're going to go continental. <laughs> that's what we're going to do. Uh, Wes says, hi, Tom. Uh, hi, everyone. I've just woke up. Did we sign a centre forward and a right back? Wes, sorry to disappoint you, mate. But no, we haven't yet done that, I'm afraid. <laughs> uh, get why, did, why is everyone desperate for me to get Willian on the back? To be fair, I do have a record of getting players' names on the back of my shirt that do leave. Fabregas, Walcott, Alexis Sanchez, Van Persie, Gilberto Silva. I just I have a habit of getting players and then very, very quickly afterwards they leave. So maybe I should get Kalasanach. Maybe Runnison should be the person I get on the back of my shirt. Uh, it's, you know, it's a theme. And whoever I get, it's a risk. So as soon as I get Saka, as soon as I get Smith-Rowe, they're off. <laughs> they are gone. <laughs> it's a problem that we have. That is for sure. Uh, Abodi says, history lesson warning. It doesn't have a name, but it was made for, to simplify the Danish-Norwegian language to make it more Norwegian. So the U, uh, the O sound, and A-E, uh, the E sound, or the A-E sound, and the A-A, the R sound, uh, those letters are only in Norway. Abodi, you don't have to apologize. I love learning about language and stuff like that. So it's an oo sound, Udegard, Udegard. Uh, I, I always try and best pronounce things. When you have a very global listenership, and obviously you guys have some very, uh, you're very, ver what's the word, diverse. Uh, I, I struggle with some of the pronunciations, but I try my best. I really do. I really do try to try my best. And uh, I really don't mind being corrected. So please, please do correct me. Uh, other than I have had a few people be very, what's the word, harsh with the way they correct me in the comments. I feel like I try my best, guys. you got to cut me some slack. Uh, Andy Love says, Tom, perhaps you should have Cronky on the back. <laughs> imagine, imagine getting Cronky on the back of your shirt, going to a game. You know. That is, you are you are asking for a beating if you're going to do that. Uh, Yassir says, I would love De Jong, but I don't think he would want to come, which is also a very, very solid point. Social says, Martin said his name is Udegaard, but call him Udegaard. Um, yeah, he did. There you go. I mean, you can call him what you want at the end of the day. Uh, it's I'm not, not anything you want. You know, you can do your best to pronounce his name. And as long as you try, that's what matters. Uh, Xander says, uh, Tom, what do you think about uh, Merson's comment about Erdegaard hampering, hampering Smith? I thought it was really lazy. I did see it. I thought it was lazy. I thought it was, it was without thoughts. I thought it lacked um, consideration of what they did last season and how they played together really well. Sorry, Paul, but I, I, that's my opinion. I think it was a really lazy analysis of, of uh, Smith Rowe's situation with Erdegaard joining. I really did. And uh, hey, I don't know why I'm apologising. Paul loves to criticise the Arsenal as much as possible. So uh, yeah, I, I thought it was a bit lazy, Xander. It was my opinion of that. So there you go. Um, let's go to the modern guru who says, when's, uh, when's your Ramsdale player oversight coming? Waiting for it. 
Um, I might do it today. I've got a day off. My next day off is on Tuesday. Um, so I might I might do it one of those two days. If I've got time, I'll try and put it together. But for the meantime, I do have an article which you can find in the description, uh, which goes into Ramsdale in a lot of detail, lots of graphics, lots of tactics. Go and have a read. It's uh, yeah, it's very nice. So uh, yeah, go go find out. Oh, thank you, Nemanja. Much appreciate your support. Uh, another name to uh, to try and learn how to pronounce correctly, Nemanja Rustic. I'm assuming. Uh, I hope I'm right. Apologies if I'm not. But thanks for the support, mate. Really appreciate it. Uh, Benny says uh, we should get Yakimala from uh, Atalanta. Uh, not Atlanta. That's a completely different team, Benny. <laughs> uh, really good right back. I agree with you. Yes, Atalanta's uh, Yakimala. Well, I also hope I'm pronouncing correctly, uh, is, is, yeah, another player that I'm very much a fan of as well. Play right back, left back, gives you a lot of cover, did really well at the Euros, did really well at Genk in Belgium too. So, yeah, I very much appreciate it. Uh, Adam says, little concern at how protest culture is being normalised at Arsenal with the Arteta outs in game week two. Something, Adam, that I am certainly going to be asking, uh, especially for those that do want to be protesting the manager on Sunday. Uh, so there you go. Uh, Benji says, uh, what's going on with, uh, I, I, who is that? I don't know who that is. Um, no idea. Is that a Conquo, did you mean? Or do you mean Nkunku from RB Leipzig? You're going to have to tell me, Benji. Uh, you're going to have to... You're going to have to tell me what it is because I don't know who that is, I'm afraid. Let's Talk Arsenal says, how about uh, Cesar from Stuttgart as a striker? Uh, is that Cesar Kaladzic, uh, the Austrian striker? Is that who you're talking about, Kaladzic? I'm trying to spell that correctly. Um, Stuttgart striker, I can't spell it. Yeah, Kaladzic, Sas Sasa Kaladzic. Um yeah, I mean, he's he's at 24 years of age, good goal scorer, tall, good in the air. Uh, he's obviously got a lot of attributes that would suit the way Arsenal are trying to play right now. Um, and he's being courted by plenty of teams. But is he the right? I'm I'm not sure if I'm not sure if um, we're really wanting to go down the route of a target man. I don't know if that's the way that I want to see Arsenal playing. And that's the problem right now. I'm not sure that's the way I want to see Arsenal really gunning for a position, if you know what. Does that make sense? Um, I'm, I kind of want to see Arsenal go for a, a jack-of-all-trades, master-of-all-trades type of striker that's not so one-dimensional. I think we need a plan B, um, but not as kind of your, your starting striker. That's that's what I feel about that situation. Marcus Turam, says Billy, is, a, is definitely a, a type of player that we should be looking at. Since says, what type of striker are we actually after? We seem to have a good mix of them anyway. We do lack the tall Plan B. I feel like we do need that. Maybe Moller is going to be moulded into Arsenal's plan B as he gets more experience coming through the youth ranks is on loan this season. Maybe that's going to be the way that we're moving. Uh, so we'll wait and see on that one. Did I say Salzburg? I meant Leipzig. I definitely meant Leipzig. Sorry. And Kunku's at Leipzig. Did I, I have some obsession with Salzburg. Apologies. <laughs> Uh, Sadiq says, uh, will uh, Luke Lucas Torreira stay because El Nenny will be going to the African Cup of Nations soon? We need a better backup in Lucas Torreira because uh, we are losing many players for the African Cup of Nations. Um, I don't think so. I think Torreira is going to go. Um, in midfield, we have Granite Xhaka, we have Sami Lokonga, we have Miguel Aziz still at the club, Maitland Niles still here as well. Um, but yeah, losing Partey is going to be <clears throat> is going to be a big blow for us. Uh, excuse me a second. It's going to be a big blow losing him in jail. Oh my god, <laughs> my voice is completely gone. Was that? Oh Jesus, can't speak. There we go. 
those moments you're sitting in front of 760 people and you're losing your voice. Uh, John says, uh, I feel like if we had Giroud playing with Tierney and his brilliant crosses, Olivier would have been getting 30 goals last season, if only. Why do we... This always happens, doesn't it? We switch. We switch from, like, uh, moving away from having a plan B striker and then deciding to throw a load of crosses into the box. So it's really frustrating. I don't understand it. I don't get it. It's really annoying. Chris Rhodes says, is it worrying that with large bids are being turned down for Vlovic, could it indicate that they are waiting to sell to Spurs when they have the cash for Kane? Look, they have an amazing player for Fiorentina, Laviola, and uh, I, I just think that they're my Italian team, by the way. Um, I just think that they they don't need to sell. That he's going to become an, a great forward, and they could argue when you see Lukaku going for a hundred plus mil, you see Haaland being associated with a hundred and fifty plus mil. Those obviously release clause drops significantly this uh, this coming next summer. Look, they don't have to. They can see the way the market's moving for the for the prices of players, so they can wait. They can afford to wait because Vlerovic is on an upward trend and he looks exceptionally good. Uh, <laughs> Alex says that Zobosly lad looks good. Can't believe you've never mentioned him, Tom. Yeah, it's just, oh, just, just completely went over my head. Never, never, never heard of him. <laughs> uh, Guna72 says uh, it was better than last week. Uh, that was shocking. Uh, Rancia says, uh, is there a Vanderson tactical breakdown? No, because it's, it's, I don't think it's a legit. Uh, it's, it's not something I don't see happening, I'm afraid. Apologies. Uh, let's go for Let's Talk Arsenal. By the way, I liked the new thumbnail design. Look, I changed, look, I changed the new thumbnail design. Uh, I want to get your thoughts. Obviously, this is a community, and I, I love hearing from you guys. I'm rubbish with making thumbnails. Look, this all the stuff you can see behind me. This isn't me. I, I've got a graphic designer that made this stuff. I then make the thumbnails with what the tools I now have. So the ones that you see I make after being given the designs and after well, investing in the designs. Um, but I do want to go to a, a different style. I do want to make them more kind of picture heavy, but I don't have the skills um, right now. So I'd love your thoughts and your feedback on thumbnails and stuff like that. Is I'm always looking to improve things. I'm investing. <laughs> I'm investing in something interesting for the channel that I want to try out uh, very soon. Thanks to uh, the guys over at the Arsenal Review who sponsored the channel. I'm investing everything that they gave me straight back into the channel to try and get something quite interesting for a different type of show that I want to do, that I've been wanting to do for a long time, that I've, I've done in the past uh, in very kind of fits and spurts and one-off style things. Um, but I want to do it properly. One of my favorite YouTubers on the planet. I'm not going to name because it will give it away. Although you may have heard me say his name previously. That might give it away. But there is, I, I have got more interest in, in branching out and doing some different style stuff. So I'm going to invest, as we, we always try and invest everything we can. And the members who help support the channel financially, we invest as much as we can. And then they'll know and they'll tell you in the Discord server, could not be more open and honest about how the, the how we spend money on the channel and what it goes into. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes. But I appreciate all of the feedback. Absolutely. Um, Guna72 says, I have no idea what a thumbnail is apart from something to hit with a hammer. It's the picture on your videos. Uh, it's what you click on to watch the videos, mate. That's what it is. Uh, Alistair says, how long will it take Ramsdale to replace Leno? Uh, I don't know is the honest answer. Who knows? Does anyone know how long it would take him to replace Leno? It depends on his performances. That's that's it. Uh, a 4K webcam is certainly something that I'm going to be looking at. Um, 
I mean, I don't know why you want to see all the wrinkles on my face even more, but people have asked for 4K streaming, so it's something. But I also need to check out the specs of my laptop because you can get a 4K camera and it doesn't necessarily, act, it doesn't actually mean that you can stream in 4K if your laptop doesn't have the capacity to or the drivers to do it. So I need to look into that. But it is something I want to improve. I want to improve the lighting because you can see I have this light. I'm going to show you what's actually on the camera. This is what's on the camera. It's this. Look how bad that makes the screen go. So that sits right behind my camera here. And it's awful. <laughs> it's dreadful. I have to turn up the brightness on OBS Streamlabs to make my face even visible. Um, so I need to improve the light. It's awful because I've got like a window, as you can probably see from the light shining on my hands here, right here. And I can't put the desk here because it doesn't work. So I need to sort out this setup a lot more. Uh, obviously, now working with Football London, I need to improve some stuff a lot more. The virtual desk thing, and I obviously I see Hugh. Hugh does this. You, I know all of you watch Hugh, is he? Um, like his virtual desk thing it looks great, but I'm so amateurish at learning how to do this stuff, and because I'm so busy, it's it's really hard to learn how to do certain things. I need to learn how to video edit. I need to learn how to do so much more. I want to learn how to do much more so it improves not just this, but my job. And I want to pour as much effort into this as possible, but it is, it's learning and it's the time that it takes. If anyone has any advice, suggestions about software, hardware, anything like that, I'm always open for chats about stuff like that. Send us a DM. I would love to do it um a bridge camera would be better tom see alistair you're using languages i don't understand mate um so uh just send us a dm and we can have a chat and you can help me out so uh there we go um please don't tom that looks horrible yeah i know it's awful <laughs> i need to improve it it's so bad uh guna 72 says our has an attitude problem i don't think Altera has the right man management skills for him uh, I need to learn how to sing, says Tom. I mean, very much so. Is It's never happening. Um, I think I've sung a couple of times random Arsenal songs, but it's just it's very spontaneous, and usually after a couple of gins. Uh, let's go to, go to PC. Uh, yeah, look, I'd love to have a PC scenario, um, but laptops I just find so much more portable. I like my life being quite portable, but yeah. And I've never been able to take the jump to go to Mac either. Uh, I just can't take that jump uh it's a really scary thing to do so there you go yeah bab's brilliant bab's channel's great and i do watch it with some inspiration um as well i'd, I'd wish to be able to edit like bab he's fantastic and has got a great uh, uh and platform uh johan says uh tom do you think that we should get Lewandowski since he's wanting a new challenge arsenal is a challenge i did find some tweets like that that certainly would it is a challenge that is what arsenal is uh, so, yeah, if he wants one, mate, we're open. I still don't think he'd score enough goals because we don't create enough for our strikers. But <laughs> it's it's not that's not the issue for me. Uh, let's go to uh, Apelele says, uh, do you like Casper Dolberg? I'm not his biggest fan, actually. I don't think he's really progressed since leaving Ajax for Nice. I thought he was going to explode, but he kind of has struggled. Does quite well for Denmark when he plays, but yeah, I'm I'm not. I wasn't that keen on him, um, and I don't think he's done that great since leaving. Kevin, Tyler Adams or Max Ahrens? Uh, I'd go for Max Ahrens out of those two, personally. Isaac or Vlervich? Uh, Vlervich, Leopold, is who I would pick, that's for sure. Uh, Michael says, at last, lights at the end of the tunnel. Maybe so. Uh, Manu says, uh, if the fancy edits and overlays go to cost of your amazing interaction with your chat, I think you would lose the thing that we love about it the most. Look, Interaction is the one thing that will never, ever, ever, ever leave this channel. 
obviously there'll be some shows that I might just throw up that aren't always going to be able to be interactive, but there will be interaction every other, if not every day on this channel. I, it's never something that's going. I read every single comment as much as I can, answer as many questions as I can. It is the reason we've grown to the channel to where it is. You guys, you're not going anywhere, like ever. So uh, don't get, don't worry about that, Manu. Uh, the interaction is never, ever stopping. Uh, Olu says, do you think Ramsdale is right goalkeeper for Arsenal? You know, the price I have concerns about, but at the end of the day, it's not my money. I like him. I think he's a good goalkeeper. I think he's better at distributing than what we've got previously. He's 23. David Ornstein made a great comment about, you know, players that, where were they at 23? Where was Allison at 23? Edison at 23? He's got a long, long way to improve. I mean, he's six years behind Leno. Six more years and he'll be the same. He will be the same age as Leno is now. That's how much time we've got of Ramsdale to get to that stage. Like, we have got so much more to get from him. So I really, really... Um, I'm looking forward to seeing what Ramsdale does at the club. Uh, Manu, we can get to the likes to 300. Guys, let's get the likes to 300. Come on, let's let's get it up. Keep smashing that like button. Really appreciate it. I'm giving you an extra long show today, this morning, because I am off today. So I wanted to give you some more time to answer some more of your questions. John says, is it crazy as an American fan to hope for Arsenal to take a look back over here now that the national team is finally looking good? I'd love for them to sign a talented American like Dest. John, look, I, I really have a lot of interest in North American soccer. Um, I love the fact that, Can that Canada's introduced the CSL, that they're now getting a proper system to bring through more Canadian talent. Obviously, I, I know Theo Corbinu, uh, Wolves, and I have a chat with him now and again, who's now on loan at Sheffield Wednesday. Really looking forward to seeing how he gets on. Alfonso Davies, Jonathan David that's coming through, Ralph Prizo, who I've interviewed um, in America. Obviously, I've interviewed a few people. Also, South Americans that are coming up. We interviewed Danny Pereira. Uh, who's playing at Austin this season, uh, Matt Fries, who's at uh, uh, Philadelphia Union, who's a young goalkeeper there. I have a lot of interest in, in North American soccer and the way it's improving, and Arsenal definitely should be looking out a lot more at some of the talents coming out of North American soccer. So, yeah, absolutely, John. Um, I'd love to see us kind of go into that uh, 100%. Uh, CSL um, is the Canadian Super League. Yeah, it's not the same, but it is got the same abbreviation. So you're going to have to get used to that uh, same abbreviation. So there you go. Is it Balazs' birthday in the chat? Uh, where is he? I've missed him. Uh, where has he said it? There you go. Today is Lewandowski's birthday, same as mine. Balaji, happy birthday, mate. And thank you for the continued support on the channel and being one of our great members. And if everyone in the chat could wish, Balaji, a happy birthday. We would appreciate it. Uh, Arsenal Legend says, Morning, Tom. Hope you're well. I am. Thank you, mate. Uh, who, honestly, do you think we will get in during the last few weeks? I think we'll get one more. That's my prediction. I think we would have got three. We got two in yesterday. One more. Guna72, it's not soccer here, but it's soccer there. And I, I find it really weirdly tribal. Some fans that get, you know, really tribal about it being called soccer. America has their own football. It's called American football. Look, it's football here. It's soccer there. Get used to it. Deal with it. Like, it's not a big deal. It's really not. So there you go. Um, Steve Farrell says, Tom, I don't agree. Ramsgate. <laughs> Ramsgate's near where I live. <laughs> I criticize Ramsgate all day long. Uh, I don't agree. Ramsdale has uh, six years to become the keeper. We need we need a positive replacement for Leno now. Hey, I think Ramsdale can improve on Leno this season. 
Let's wait, Steve. Let's wait and see uh, what happens. Anyway, we are, we've gone over an hour now. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in this morning. Great long extended show on my day off. I'm always happy to join you guys for a lot longer if I haven't got anything on uh, shift-wise. So thank you so much for tuning in. Please, if you haven't already, smash that like button. Send us over a DM on Instagram, Twitter. If you'd like to join us for a phone-in show a little bit later on today, I want to hear from people that are happy with the window, that are frustrated with the window. If you're a bit indifferent about the window and you're not really fussed, don't message me. <laughs> I want to hear from people that are passionate about the fact that they are frustrated with what's happened. I want to hear from people that are passionate, that are annoyed or frustrated, that people are frustrated with the window. I want to hear from a variety of different people. Send us a DM. Send us a message. We'll try our best to get you on the show. You have to be over 18 years of age, of course. Um, but send us a message and we'll try our best to sort something out. See you later, guys. Have a fantastic Saturday. Enjoy the football. Uh, there's plenty to watch. And uh, yeah, see you very soon. Check my article out. Links in the description. Drop a like, drop a subscription, drop a join, and join up as a member in our Discord server. See you very, very soon. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around, and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go, and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.